0: Here's your spoiler warning. If you haven't seen the most recently released episode of House of the Dragon on HBO or HBO Max, then chances are we're gonna spoil you. Also, sometimes we reference George R. R. Martin's books, so you've been warned about that too. Oh dear. But But the magic has a plan. No. But the magic has a plan. Oh dear. But the magic away. has a plan. The longest callback. But the magic away. has a plan. This is very clever, but... But the magic... With the magic, oh, magic, magic oh, but the magic... But the magic has a plan. he doesn't know that yet. But the magic... What oh, mm. the magic... You're just wishful thinking here. But the magic oh, has way. a plan. Stop trying to make me quit the show. But the magic oh, has a plan. It's too much. But the magic oh, has a plan. No. You're just wishful thinking here. But the magic has a plan. But the magic has a plan. But the magic has a plan. Oh dear. He doesn't know that yet. But the magic, with the magic, with the magic, with the magic, with the magic has a plan. How trying to make me quit the show? magic but the magic but the magic has a plan the magic absolutely has a plan it absolutely does i say so even though everybody disagrees with me the magic has a plan and that plan is welcome to 2024 house of the dragon shall return this summer we've got some information about that as well coming up by the way my name is matt murdick welcome to before the dragon podcast You can find this podcast everywhere you listen to your audio podcasts, and we're glad, so much glad that you're with us. We also really appreciate when you subscribe and like videos on our YouTube channel. At the letter B, the number four, the Dragon Pod on YouTube. Use that same spelling for our site formerly known as Twitter handle as well the letter B, the number four, the Dragon Pod, and you can send emails to at mattsaudioblog at gmail.com, matts Lots of things going on today. I want to try and start to do at least one podcast a month. I know I've been so sporadic, and you people have been so patient, but we are coming up on a season of House of the Dragon, and I don't know what I'm going to do with these podcasts, to be perfectly honest, but I am going to try and give you some content that is you know you expect from me that's not to say that it's great or even interesting but if you enjoy my content then you will probably once a month get to enjoy something from me and if not then you're probably not here anyway so I appreciate you being here this time around we're going to have a special top five the top five characters that need to show me something and i'd like to hear yours too so use all of that contact information i gave you before and send me your top five list of characters that need to show you something for season two of house of the dragon we're going to do that we're also going to cover a little bit of news over the last week that has happened this is being the uh, third week of 2024 I finally got around to making a podcast and we'll cover some of the news that has happened well basically since new year's eve and what else we've got some feedback from the last couple months that i want to cover as well so there's one segment that i started that i haven't been doing lately and i really need to get back into it so every month we will be doing our happy Name day segment. Happy name day. day. This is where we just wish the actors uh when they're born in this particular month a happy name day. They can be actors from Game of Thrones or from House of the Dragon as well. So we're not being exclusive here in terms of just sticking to House of the Dragon. Um, We are including Game of Thrones actors. And we'll start off with Graham McTavish, who plays Sir Harold Westerling on House of the Dragon, was born on January 4th. Happy name day. Mark Addy, who played Robert Baratheon, was born on January 14th. Happy name day. Ryan Corr, who is Sir Harwin Breakbone Strong, born January 15th, happy name day. Harry Collett, who plays Jace Valarian, was born on January 17th. And Essie Davis, who played Lady Crane, is born January 19th, not too long after me actually. Oh, I won't say who what year that is. Uh, so those are your name day celebrations for the month of January. Happy name day to all. Happy, Happy name day. day. <laughs> and let's get into uh, some news items from the last couple of weeks. Uh, definitely since I covered the news, what was that, a month ago, over a month ago, so some more things have happened, and we covered the teaser trailer already, that was a big thing, but there's some other little events, so let's get into our news segment, Get Off My News Lawn. This first one is interesting. Millie Alcock, of course, who played young Rhaenyra in house of the dragon seems to be one of the people qualifying to screencast for the role of Supergirl in James Gunn's DC cinematic universe reboot. Uh, She's in the running anyway. Also deadline.com mentioned Amelia Jones and Meg Donnelly as also being candidates. Um, to the point where they're screen testing them. What do you think, folks, of Millie Alcock possibly playing Supergirl in the new booted DC cinematic universe? I'm excited that James Gunn is now taking the helm of this. Uh, I've always enjoyed his work in Marvels and his DC work already. So I'm looking forward to what they do. But is Millie Alcock to you the right casting for Supergirl if she gets the role? I mean, Amelia Jones and Meg Donnelly will probably be tough competition. Uh, any three of those names I would be happy with. Uh, but I am rooting for Millie, of course, because I thought she did a great job of uh, making me care about Reneira in the first season. I've seen some other stuff that she does and or has done. And I think that she's a pretty great actress. So I'm really happy that she's getting this opportunity if it's what she wants. It's a big jump from being Rhaenyra Targaryen to being Supergirl, uh, very different roles. But she's done a a wide variety of stuff. So I don't imagine that she can't handle it. Don't imagine that any of these actresses can't handle it. That's why they're getting the gig or a chance at the gig. Um, How do you feel about the DC reboot? I mean, to be perfectly honest, I didn't mind Man of Steel. I didn't mind Batman versus Superman. Everything since then, I've just been kind of wishy-washy on. You know I can't give anything below a seven, but there's some movies that I might even give below a seven from the DC universe now. Um, And, of course, that's all involved with Warner Discovery, which is also the producer of uh, House of the Dragons. So it's important that these new DC movies be successful somebody's got to have some success at the box office or I think they're all going to go under, right? So hopefully they will. Uh, But good luck to Millie Alcock if she wants that role. And speaking of House of the Dragon, the Creative Arts Emmys were given out not too long ago. Now, House of the Dragon was actually up for several categories in the Creative Arts Emmys, uh, production design, cinematography, makeup. But the only one that it won was in the costume category, fantasy costume, I believe. Uh, Janie Tamine, Catherine Burchill, Paul Yole, Rachel George, and Joanna Lynch were your winners there. So uh, congratulations to them uh, so that HBO Max can now put you in the collection of the Emmy winners to help pump up their show which is coming this summer. But when this summer is it coming? And this is our next item up in the Zoe Ball Breakfast Show podcast. Matt Smith appeared. He, of course, plays Daemon Targaryen. And I don't know. The general impression has been that it would be early summer when House of the Dragon came out. But Matt Smith said on this podcast, Zoe Ball Breakfast Show, that it might be August. In fact, the quote was August, I think. So August is mid-summer, not early summer. I see summer starts June 20th, technically. Although we all here in America, we always kind of book in summer with Memorial Day in May and Labor Day in September rather than the actual dates that the season of summer usually responds Um, that's just us we have to frame things around holidays Uh, we start summer with a holiday and we end summer with a holiday that's the way we do it around here in this good old US of a Um, but August wouldn't be bad I mean it's not really gonna make me any more or less excited for the show I'm already waiting on hands pins and needles yeah and needles for me for House of the Dragon season two. Um, finally, and this one is probably our oldest story here. Uh, George R. R. Martin, as you know, does a lot of writing, and he usually does more so on his blog than he does on Winds of Winter, evidently. Uh, but it's easier to write a blog, right? I mean, there's lots of things to untangle for Winds of Winter, so I won't give him too much trouble for that. But he did talk about how over the holidays he'd been watching a lot of animation. And as it turns out, some of it is just because he enjoys animation. Some of it is because it's part of the job of developing some of these shows for HBO, HBO Max. And this is where the Sea Snake comes into play. Corlys Velaryon, as you know, there was going to be a show called nine voyages or at least the show was pitched as a live action now it is evidently changing formats over to animation which i find very interesting and probably pretty adaptable in terms of the stories because i mean it's a lot i would think it would be a lot cheaper to create all of the different places that Corlys Velaryon goes on his nine voyages with computers than to try and do a live action of that show. I don't know if that means anything different for actors. I mean, it may just be voice actors now, instead of the actor currently playing Corlys Velaryon on House of the Dragon, um, which I was kind of looking forward to that aspect of it. But if it's an animation, uh, we'll get to see lots of places. What kind of animation would you like to see? Do you want to see a more computer generated animation? Or do you want to see more of the old style 2D animation? What would work for you? Let me know. Matt's Audioblog at gmail dot com or at the letter B, the number four, the dragon pod on the site formerly known as Twitter or on YouTube. Will any of them make error? Again, this one is just in development. And uh, George doesn't even know the answer to that question as he wrote in his blog uh, on New Year's Eve of 2023. Well, New Year's Eve 2024, but it was December 31st, 2023. So the only shows that have actually been greenlit are House of the Dragon, of course, and uh, the Duncan Egg series, A Night of the Seven Kingdoms. I'm looking forward to that as well, but we've already covered that ground before in a prior podcast, so I won't say anything more. I would watch an animation show. Is an animation show going to turn you off? Please let me know. Give comments in the video below if you're watching on YouTube, youtube.com slash at the letter B, the number four, the dragon pod, or uh, again, same spelling on the site formerly known as Twitter, or send me an email, as I mentioned before. And that's pretty much it for the news. I don't have a lot of strong opinions about any of this stuff. It's just stuff is happening. And most of it, I'm kind of like, okay, cool. Does anything stick out to you? Let me know. i really like to hear that. But we are now going to get to my big segment, the segment that I've put so much thought into, and that is the top five characters who need to show me something in season two of House of the Dragon. Again, I want to say, send me your top five characters. I want to hear them. I want to share them in the feedback section of our podcast. We will have a feedback section here shortly as well. But I guess I will count down from five because that's what we do with these top five lists. Everything's in lists now. Seems to be the way that we get attention. And usually it's because we have a polarizing list. This list isn't polarizing. Um, It's meant to be kind of funny. Probably won't be that either but that's okay uh it's my list and you if you don't like my list make your own and uh make yours better than mine that would be my encouragement my number five character that needs to show me something in season two is Kristen Cole here's why in the trailer he seems to have earned the rank of hand of the king right he's got the chain on It has all the little hands that we've seen Tyrion wear in Game of Thrones, that we've seen Otto wear in House of the Dragon. So he's gotten a promotion, evidently, if the trailer's not trying to mislead us. And he's got to show me that he can actually do the job without just punching people out or, you know, impaling people through the ear with a huge ball. Um, He's got to do a better job than that as Hand of the King. So he's got to show me that he can do that. That's my number five, my number four character that needs to show me something in season two of House of the Dragon is Alicent Hightower. Mm -hmm. Alicent needs to show me something very specific, actually. We need to see the horror that she has when she learns what Eamon did to Luceris. And I know the show has done this thing where it's kind of like, did Amon really intend for it to happen or did Vagar just kind of act on their own? That's all fine and well, but we have to remember that if Aegon hadn't gone after Luceris in the first place, none of this would have happened. I mean, maybe Luceris would have gotten hit by a lightning bolt or something. It was kind of stormy. Probably not. So it's still Amon's fault, no matter what. And we need to see her really rail on Amond doing this, because Eamon is to blame. Leave Vegar parked. That's what I say. Leave Vegar parked. Let Luceris go. Uh, instead, we got that horrific ending to season one of House of the Dragon, and I know that one seems kind of serious. Most of the time, I, I try to do funny ones for these lists, and that one, I just, I, I need to see it. I think it's very specific, I know, but I do need to see it. Moving on to my number three. Maybe this one won't seem quite as serious, but it's still kind of serious. My number three character that needs to show me something in season two of House of the Dragon is Aegon II. Here's what I mean. So far as we've seen Aegon II, he seemed a little pompous. He's kind of got that weird kind of cocky Joffrey vibe, which is fine. I think lots of people invested in Joffrey, maybe not in the way that the Joffrey of podcasts would have liked, not with love, but with sheer hate. But right now, I've just got kind of just this disdain and don't care about Aegon a and he needs to show me any reason to root against him or for him. Because I got nothing right now except just kind of blah. All he's done is gotten drunk and masturbate. I mean, and have have smug looks. And none of that I find all that compelling. I don't know if anybody would find any of that compelling. If you do, let me know. But he needs to show me some reason to feel something for him. I thought that the show did a really fantastic job with the Renera and Alicent relationship, building it up in certain ways, making misunderstandings happen. Very human. But right now, Aegon is just a blah antagonist. But is he an antagonist or is he just somebody there? He's just a lump. And I need him to be something more. So maybe that turned out to be a little more serious than I wanted it to be. But Aegon needs to show me any reason to invest in him this season. Number two is a little less serious, but kind of serious in a way. Number two character that needs to show me something in season two of House of the Dragon is Daemon Targaryen. Why does Daemon need to show me something? Because I've got nothing in the trailer. That's why. I got nothing. Swinging a sword. Well, big deal. He swings a sword a lot. We've already seen him cut Corlys' brother Vaemon in half. If he's just going to go around beheading people for some reason because he's mad because of what happened to Luke who isn't even his own son. Although he does love Rhaenyra. Well, does he? <sighs> Damon needs to show me something. I got nothing in the trailer. So... When you get past the teaser stage and you give us a full-blown trailer here in a couple of months, which I suspect you will, HBO, give me some reason to invest in Damon for this season. Because I've read the books. And I know that there's going to be things. I just want a snippet of it. I, I just need to care about Damon. It's hard. Damon is very polarizing for me because there are times when you just love him like at the end when he took out the crab feeder in episode three and then he turns around and does the crappiest thing like he did in season four getting a younger girl drunk taking her to a brothel then just leaving her there pretty slimy so he can be slimy he can be cool And I know everybody loves him for that. I need more of that in season two. Show me more, Damon. Show me some reason to really invest in you this season because I've got nothing so far from the trailer to show me that I'm going to invest in you at all. Ride a dragon out of a cave. Oh, okay, that one was a little more silly. Obviously, I'm going to be invested in Damon. Obviously, he's going to show me something. But this brings me to my number one, perhaps the most strong, well, obviously the strongest feeling that I have about a character that needs to show me something. And that character is Missaria. Missaria, you say? What? She needs to show me proof of life. She needs to show me proof of life. Last time we saw her, she walked into a building, and that building burnt later, we think. That was the order. Is she alive? Is she dead? Are they just going to leave it hanging in the air so that book readers can say, well, she might be around? Or so that haters of the actress playing the character, and I don't know why there's so much hate there. I mean, I didn't think she was that great of an actress, but I still enjoyed the character very much. Is this a good way to hide that person? My books are telling me, no, you can't really hide that person, but there might be a way around it. If the corporates are worried about reactions more, because everything's about whether you get the clicks or not. Everything's engaged by viral engagement and everything. Masaria needs to show me proof of life. Yes, that one was silly. And not even funny. Because I couldn't keep it funny. I couldn't just deliver the punchline. I had to comment on it. And that's where I go bad. That's when I get unfunny real fast. But those are my top five characters that need to show me something in Season 2 of House of the Dragon. I want yours. Give me your top five characters that need to show you something or suggest top fives that we should do around here. And we'll be happy to entertain those as well. Matt's audioblog at gmail.com at the letter B the number four, the dragon pod on the site formerly known as Twitter and on YouTube. I don't really do any other social medias. It's very bad to be have the only social media that I do now be the site formerly known as Twitter. This I know. Um, but I mean, I, I just, that's where I started, man. So I'm just gonna live in Rome like Nero and just watch it burn around me because that's obviously what's happening right now. Speaking of engagements on social medias and on YouTube and all those things that I just asked for you to do with your top five, we do have some feedback. For the newscast, which I did, what, over a month ago? Uh, So I'm just catching you up on some of the feedback. Thank you, mimfan 7417 for uh, giving me the welcome back. Appreciate that very much. And, of course, we heard on the site, formerly known as Twitter, from my dear friend and utter, complete nemesis, Batman23. Patman had a lot to say. Uh, not so much for this one, but for the trailer breakdown. Patman uh, said to me regarding the newscast Great to hear the House of the Dragon news recap, Matt. Looking forward to future podcasts. No corrections that I can give. I'm clearly not living up to my role as Nemesis. 10 out of 10, no notes. He's setting me up for something. I know that he's setting me up for something. Thank you very much, Patman. I appreciate that. For the trailer breakdown, Batman also chimed in on that and said, "Great breakdown of the trailer. Yours was the very first trailer conversation I listened to." I'm sorry the team couldn't participate, but you do a great job on your own, sir. Sir, what do you mean by that, Nemesis? Calling me sir? Hmm. I, I, I don't. I'm, now I'm very suspicious. Oh wait, here it is. By the way, I don't pronounce Eric. And Eric, the same. See what I did there? One sounds like Eric. One does not. (laughs) Oh, Batman 23. You got me again. Darn it. Batman 23 also said this about the trailer. My nemesis and dear friend. He says, it's tough to choose top five shots for me. I will say I was very happy seeing sigils that were not seen before. Rosby and Stokeworth. And the Rosby and Stokeworth troops have distinctly different helmets. And some Darkland troops show up in kettle hats later. That's all. It's just good to differentiate the troops. Excellent. Patman. See, this is where Patman always gets me because he has actual knowledge. I told you my top five shots of the trailer. Which, you know, I could have picked any five shots for the reasons that I choose. But see, Patman brings knowledge to this podcast. I need to get him on sometime, but I don't think he wants to spend an hour with me. He barely can spend five minutes writing up a tweet. Oh, pardon me, a former a post on a site formerly known as Twitter. God, this is driving me crazy. Elon, why'd you have to do that? Anyway, thank you very much, Patman, for that excellent observation. Um wonderful job there sir on youtube regarding our trailer breakdown breakdown huh uh more like i just gave my top 5 shots and pretty much bailed on the rest of it but nicole our good friend nightwolf nim uh offered some comments on youtube offering their own top 5 so let's go through this one this is excellent number 5 the shot Of Rhaenyra looking queenly is incredible. Love it, love it, Nicole. That's great. Number, wait a minute. Number five. Didn't we just do number five, Nicole? Number five. Damon swinging Dark Sister in front of a weirwood tree. Excellent. Got to show me something, Damon. Number four. Ah, now we're at number four. Maybe one was an outside looking in. Maybe they were just a tie. Wait a minute. Nicole had written me and said, I'm a rebel. It's 5A and 5B. Okay. Uh, So we have 5A and 5B. I didn't address them as that. They're just both number five to me. Number four. Rhaenyra and Cyrex meeting Sea Smoke and the mystery writer. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. Excellent choice, Nicole. Number three, the shot of Helena looking up. Haunting, but a beautiful shot. Excellent. Um, That one does kind of get you, doesn't it? Um, Helena is mourning, I believe. Um, I would be looking to the sky if I was mourning as well. Number two. The glimpse of the North has me excited. So glad they're expanding in season two. Great. Yeah, I hear that complaint a lot. Complaint? I hear that complaint. I still can't not. I I can't say complaint for some reason. I don't know what that what that came out of my mouth, but I hear that complaint a lot. There, I finally got it out. People thought it was just too centralized around King's Landing. And I mean, when you're a royal, what you going to do? I mean, I know you got to tour the Commonwealth every once in a while. Oh, wait a minute. That's the crown. Um, but even like Jaehaerys used to go on road trips and stuff and see the crown, see the people. Um, so you're right. It is excellent that we are going to finally. Uh, get outside of King's Landing a little more, or Dragonstone. Those were pretty much your only two places in most of Season 1. Nicole's number one trailer shot is Vegar flying overhead. It's like watching a 747, isn't it? Right over your head. Because um, I think that's about vegar's size. Maybe a little smaller than a 747, but pretty close. Uh, yeah, that's a good shot. Uh, I guess with my favorite dragon shot probably would have been, I think that was Sea Smoke flying around overhead that that guy was watching. That person was watching them fly around overhead and then flying over the uh, the lake or the bay or whatever that was. But uh, you've got Sea Smoke in there at number four. Excellent. Thank you so much, Nicole, for those. Uh, obviously, uh, as you said, you are very hyped for the new season. Oh, also, regarding the She Can't Fix Him video that was at the beginning of that teaser breakdown, uh, said Nicole said that she forgot all about Damon's problem. <laughs> Everybody does. The guy got a girl drunk and then left her in a brothel. I mean, there's just something wrong with that. How can you forget about that? And the reason that he left her is because of the problem. That's a Damon problem. More trailer comments here. This one from music lover 9518. Love your handle. I hope that that means that you uh, like my musical analysis stuff, music lover 9518. But a, Good point here. Um, in terms of your list, possibly, uh, Music Lover Nine Five One Eight says the Dragon's Beach meetup should definitely be number one, best shot, followed by the back shot of Rhaenyra looking towards Shipwrecker Bay. Period. It's your list, and so therefore those are your number one and two. Give me the rest of them, Music Lover Nine Five One Eight. Give me five of them. Obviously, you don't think my list is any good, but I think that your list could be very good. Give me the rest of it. And that does it for the feedback on YouTube and on the site, formerly known as Twitter, except for this. You know how I am about polls. I like putting polls out. I put this one out on the site, formerly known as Twitter. Again, at the letter B, the number four, the dragon pod on that site. At application, however you use it, if you use it at all anymore, uh, this was the question, which of these applies to you? See, I did this kind of like one of those research survey questions. I tried to really be fancy because um, I learned about that when I was getting my master's in library and information science for doing research, actual human subject research, uh, and now I can't remember what the name of those types of questions are called. So, as you can see, um, that degree has done me absolutely no good in terms of having actual knowledge. Uh, anyway, the question was, the House of the Dragon Season 2 trailer made me blank for that season to be coming in 2024. Your choices were very excited, excited, somewhat excited, not very excited. About 19% of you said you were either somewhat excited or not very excited. I choose to think that that's perhaps because you're already at peak excitement. You can't get any more excited. And so therefore you're only somewhat more excited or not very excited because you're already at maximum excitement or maybe you hate the show. Um, I've seen those kind of comments as well. That's your choice. I'm not going to go against that. Um uh, I think it has its moments, I think it has its downsides to it, but I enjoyed it pretty much overall, and I am, of course, very excited uh, for the new season to be coming, and I thought the teaser did a good job of making me very excited, so did 56.3% of you who voted on the poll, and a quarter of you were made excited by the season two teaser. So thank you very much for participating in the poll. If you did, remember, I put polls up often. Well, not often. I put polls up around podcast time. Uh, so be sure to check me out on the site formerly known as Twitter, at the B, number four, the Dragon Pod. I can't do it on YouTube yet because I don't have community status yet because I don't have enough subscribers and I don't have enough watch hours. So please check out all of the videos. At the letter B, the number four of the dragon pod on YouTube, youtube youtube.com slash at the letter B, the number four of the dragon pod. And that way, if you subscribe, if you hit that subscribe button, if you like my videos, give me some engagement or hit the dislike button. I mean, the algorithm, God doesn't care. It just, it just demands something. I'd also like a comment though, if you're disliking as to why I dislike it and You know, I can take it. I'm a big boy. But uh, yeah, get me in that community status so I can start putting these polls up on the YouTube channel as well rather than just referring you to a site that nobody wants to be at anymore. I do have one spoilery comment, and it is very spoilery. So I want to give you a warning. If you don't want to know anything about season two, even though I kind of spoiled probably a little bit that you could take from the trailer um, in that last segment, Uh, This one is definitely spoilery uh, concerning a very specific event, which will likely happen in episode one of House of the Dragon. So if you don't want to know anything about that, thank you so much for participating in this podcast by listening and for your participation in feedback in the past, present and future. We'd really love to hear from you, um, even if it's just to say this podcast is stupid. Any kind of feedback is always welcome. But this is your last one. Spoilers ahead. Three, two, one. Our friend Nightwolf Nim, uh, Nicole, said this on our YouTube channel. I'm a little worried that some people are not prepared for the blood and cheese plot. And for the first episode back, that could be very polarizing. Yes, it could, Nicole. And even more polarizing now than it may have been 10 years ago, because everybody's got to be on the extreme ends of something, because that's the only way people can get attention. It's going to be horrific. It's going to be awful. Um, I don't expect that it's going to make me quit the show. The Sansa thing that I quit the show over for Game of Thrones was about the destruction of the adaptation. And about the way it was portrayed. And I just really got mad at people telling me that it wasn't rape. When it clearly was rape. Where everybody can clearly see that it was rape. And I was just like, if you guys can't see that, I don't want to do a podcast to people who can't see that. Um, just It just horrified me. That people were trying to quantify it just because it was a television sh- or qualify it just because it was a television show. Ridiculous. Uh, but I don't expect blood and cheese to do that to me, but it will be gross. I just don't know how graphic they're going to go, but you can bet they're going to go graphic and it's going to be horrifying. Um, probably ever bit or more horrifying than the first episode of the first season. With the whole, you know, cesarean section that went bad. Um, that That's emotional for me still. And I'll get emotional about this too. And it will be polarizing, Nicole. You can bet your sweet commenting on that. And that's all we've got, folks. So... Once again, at the letter B, the number four the Dragon Pod, on the site for and known as Twitter and on YouTube, please subscribe, like the videos, get notifications, uh, hit that notification bell so that you know when the new podcasts are coming out. And uh, you can always send emails to madsaudioblog at gmail.com. Thanks for being with us. Enjoy the rest of January of 2024. And hopefully I will see you in February of 2024 if not before the dragon. Bye. Dedicated to George R.R. R. Martin's A Song of Ice and Fire book series. S- nice and succinct. We'll go to another succinct sec- segment. <laughs> Matt can't talk. We'll go to another si- succinct... <laughs> <laughs> and the HBO Game of Thrones franchises. <laughs> we'll go to another succinct segment entitled Three Words. You did it. You're listening to Before the Dragon. Don't tell me what to do, 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 do. do, 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 do.